Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Uh, it does air Sunday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time. I hope that y'all will stay tuned. And if you ever have a topic uh, suggestion or guest interview request, feel free to send those my way to Coffee Talk WC on Instagram or Twitter. In the meantime, let's get started. I'm doing a really fun segment called Coffee and Conversation. We have Shante here with me today. I don't know anything about her yet, so this is going to be really fun to get to know each other as we go through this next hour. First of all, how are you doing, Shante? Okay, um, I'm Shanti, and I'm joining you from Indonesia. Wow. So, yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Asia. So here actually is, wait, um, quite 11, 11.38 p.m. You know, you are where my favorite artist is quarantined. Michael Franti is in Bali. And he's been in Bali for about six months. He has a yoga retreat there called Soul Shine. Are you familiar with that? Mm. Small world. I'm not sure. <laughs> not sure. Okay. Yeah. He's in Bali, and I, I've never been to it. But actually, I, I, I used to, I used to live in Bali. I used to really? live in Bali. Like, I did, yeah. So I lived there for about like seven to eight um, months, and I just um, came back to my hometown because. It is, um, you know, COVID-19, and my mom asked me to come back. Oh, that's so nice. Your mom asked you to come back home, and you and so you went. Oh, that's so nice. Mm. Oh, I'm glad you're with your family. That's good. How far a drive are you from Bali, then? Um, it took me, like, one and a half hour flying. Flying. Oh, okay. Fly time. So, wow. Mm. Oh. So, it's not that far, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And how, how is life, goodness, that's, I mean, that's a big transition moving back home. How has life been back at home? <laughs> oh, it's totally different. Because, you know, like, I enjoy my, uh, I enjoy spending my life in Bali because, you know, I can meet new people, especially, um, I can, um, how to say, like, lead in my, my circle, friendship, circles because I can meet many friends from overseas like I, I actually have a friend from the UK he lives in in England yeah mm -hmm. yeah and I also have um Canadian friends yeah I think I enjoy my life there so much rather than my hometown because here I don't have many friends to be honest and yeah I think I and to be stay at home when I when I when I come back to my hometown, better than socialize. Wow, that's interesting. You know, it's funny because for me, one of the benefits of of being home during COVID nineteen is you know I've made a lot of friends internationally as well, like Canada, UK, but all virtually. So now you're making me want to move to Bali. <laughs> So I can have international <laughs> friends in person and hang out with them. I think that would be amazing. That That's really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's great that you're home, of course, with family and, you know, being with your loved ones and being safe. But I, that does sound like a difficult transition when you're so used to having all those friends mm -hmm. to hang out with and social time, you know. So that is a big difference going from a lot of social time to quiet time, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I also enjoy my time here a bit because you know, although I 
didn't go out much, but I still, you know, like having a virtual conversation like this. So I also joined some language classes. Like I also learned Spanish and I try, but also I, I sign up for French class. That's awesome. And probably I went, uh, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you, you, you no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say on that note, ironically, I call Mr. Franti, Michael Franti, the spearhead lead singer of my favorite band, once again, quarantine in Bali. And he is taking language classes. He's learning the language there where he lives in Bali now, which I think is wonderful. Oh, where does he, where does she take his class? Forgive me, I'm not sure do how to know, pronounce it correctly. Do you have an idea? It's called, I'm going to try to spell it. I saw it the other day, he posted on social media, it's like, uh, I want to say B-H-A-S-L-A, Basla, something like that. I know I'm not saying it correctly. I'm pretty sure I'm not spelling it correctly either. <laughs> I just know I <laughs> wanted to learn the language where he has been living for six months at his yoga retreat in Bali. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. But I mm -hmm. feel bad that I don't know how to say it or pronounce it or spell it correctly. I, I remember those certain letters for some reason. That's fine. <laughs> I'll have to look it up later but that's interesting because you mentioned you know language classes you said French you're taking you're learning French uh oh you froze up <laughs> just part of being on zoom <laughs> yes French okay. yes but uh, my start will be started like next next week Oh, you start class next week? Is that what you said? Your video froze up. I still can't see you. I mean, I can see a picture of you. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I love your profile picture. so terrible. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so you said you start, did you say you're starting French classes next week? Yep, next week. Nice. And, uh, Very exciting. I'm currently uh, taking my Spanish class. I so minored in Spanish. I can hold you there. <laughs> Uh-oh, rose up again. So if you can hear me, I was just saying that um, I minored in Spanish at college. I know a lot of Spanish. Happy to help you Do on you that. Do you speak Spanish? Yes, si. <laughs> Me gusta Espanol. I like Spanish. <laughs> Mi nombre, Micaela, or Michelle, but I go by Shell. <laughs> yes, I love Spanish. I live in Texas. So, I mean, really, it, it's almost like you need Sorry, to. Sorry, Michelle, you were breaking up. Oh, sorry. There's, we're on Zoomtopia today. <laughs> the benefits of Zoomtopia, sometimes it breaks up like that, sadly. Um, let me try uh, that. Sorry, that's my, connect, my, connect, my connection. Is, uh, it could be Zoom. It could uh, be. It's better. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, yes, I minored in Spanish in college. And part of the reason why I decided to do that was because I live in Texas. So it's really good to be bilingual and know both English and Spanish where I live. So yeah, and I really do like Spanish. I loved learning about the culture too. It's beautiful, beautiful language, beautiful culture. Love Mexican food. <laughs> so good. Now I do know a little French. Yeah. <laughs> I know J Tim means I love you, and I know how to count un, trois, trois, quatorze, and that's it. That's the only French I know. Sorry. 
<laughs> I also think that French is so difficult to pronounce. Like, I actually had French, uh, French class like several months ago. I only attended my class once because it was so difficult. You know, oh. like sometimes the pronunciation is just completely different with what is written down. So. <sighs> I can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> that's understandable. But I'll try again. Oh, that's good for you. You know, if it makes you feel better. I think uh, I think a lot of us got encouraged to do things or try again or do things on our bucket list. For me to make you feel better, I'll share this with you. When I was in sixth grade, I almost felt art class of all things because I couldn't figure out how to do paper mache. So during the pandemic, I'm 46 years old and here it is 2020. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try art classes. I'm just going to see if I can do it now. I haven't tried paper mache yet. That's my biggest challenge. I, I am determined to prove to myself I can do that again and, and properly, but I have been drawing and painting, mostly drawing and painting a little, and I love it. I have art class today in like three hours, <laughs> and I love it. It's my favorite art teacher. Her name's China. She's in London. I take her class every Tuesday, and if you look back from March till now, you can see every week my drawings have improved, and I never thought I would get compliments on artwork but it's happened. People are like, that's actually a good drawing. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so it, anything's possible. So good for you for trying again, you know? I think as we get older too, sometimes our perspectives change. And I think you have a really good chance of doing well at French now. What do you think? There you are. <laughs> yeah, so sorry. It's okay. I have all the time in the world. No worries. <laughs> sorry, what was there again? Sure. I was just saying, you know, about how I decided to try art again after almost failing art class as a you know young a younger person in sixth grade. Gosh, I guess I was like 12, 13 at the time. I don't know. And uh, <laughs> and you know, I was just saying, I think a lot of us, like you decided to start. To, to try French class again. Well, I decided at 46 years old during the pandemic to try art class again. I wanted to prove to myself I could do art. Well, I always wanted, I always wanted to be a good artist and never was. So I've been doing a drawing class every week and I'm improving every week too. And I still hope and pray one day to conquer paper mache. <laughs> I've been watching some tutorials on YouTube for it, but I haven't physically tried paper mache yet. That's going to be the big goal for me to conquer that. Did you just study art? I'm sorry? Did you study art? Art? Did you study I love art. Yeah. Well, I've been mostly drawing, a little painting. Um, paper mache to me is the most difficult, you know, where you like take newspapers yeah. and paste and all that. It's just, I mean, it looks nice at the when you're a finished product, but to me, it's the most difficult thing. I don't know why, but I was saying that I think I have a chance of doing better. I don't know what it is. I think, well, I think it's two things. I think we get older, our perspectives change, and I think because we are in a pandemic also that it gives you that motivation like okay you never know yeah. 
today. I always say the present is the present. The here and now is the gift. Live in the moment, live in the present. And, you know, if you like, you want to learn French, try again, go for it. Just like I tried art and uh, let me show you. For example, <laughs> how do you like this picture? <laughs> Oh, nice. I did this myself. Well, I never wait. thought I could draw pumpkins <laughs> or trees or leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just to encourage you on your goal of learning French again. <laughs> and just remember, Shell taught you J-Tim, which is most important because it's, I love you. <laughs> and one moment. There we go. We got you back. Is pumpkin? Yes. Uh, sorry, sorry. That's okay. Let's see here. Uh -huh. So it's like a tree of little leaves, orange leaves, and then there's the pumpkins. You can see them better now. <laughs> this is my favorite season here, uh, fall. What is the weather like where you are now? Is it cold or hot? Um, it is warm. Um, nice. Actually, I think the different places. Um, it is. It is warm now. So warm. I think we don't have like extra cold or something. Yeah, it looks like a really. People nice say like. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it warm year round in Indonesia? Another reason to move there, besides making international friends. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to Bali before? No, I really want to go. And of course, I want to stay at that yoga retreat called Soul Shine by my, by my mm -hmm. favorite band lead singer, Michael Franti owns. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I've know seen, yeah, I've seen more of Bali mm -hmm. than I ever have through his videos these last six months. He's been doing online concerts one a month. So I watch those, I attend those, I have so much fun. And at first he was indoors in the retreat and now he goes outdoors during the concert. And it's just beautiful. And sometimes he'll get on like the scooter and go for rides and videotape them and post them on his social media. And it just looks gorgeous. I mean, oh wow, wow. I mean, oh, I could go on and on. One of my favorite things I learned about, I think, I don't know if it's Bali or Indonesia is the greenhouse. It's like a greenhouse academy where everything's like the students are, are, I mean, that's the school I wish I could have gone to growing up. The students all there have to do everything recycled. Like the school itself, I think it's made of bamboo sticks, which is just gorgeous mm -hmm. beyond belief. Uh, everything they do, they recycle. I mean, the whole purpose is to learn how to, you know, help the environment and what a neat concept. Oh, it's just such a, it's called something like Greenhouse or Greenhouse Academy or school. But, oh man, what a neat school. Like, really, I wish so many of us had that kind of, you know, school here. <laughs> oh, I see. Do, do you have your, can I have your friend's name? Uh, sure, of course, Mike. Oh, yeah, I'm happy to say it. He's a reunited adoptee, but like me, by the way. Michael Franti. Yeah. <laughs> I love to promote him and his music anytime. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so uh, first name is. Tell yours if you didn't mind. Oh, sure, of course. Okay. So his is uh, Michael Franti, M I C H A E L. Michael. 
Uh-huh. And then, and this is his website too, michaelfronti.com. And then his last name is F like Frank, R-A-N like Nancy, T-I, like Franti, but you pronounce um, Franti. Okay. <laughs> Michael Franks. Franti. Michael Franklin. F-R-A-N-T-I. It's, it's, it looks like Franti, but you say Franti. And uh, dot Franti. com. Yes. And that's like, you can find him on Twitter, YouTube, like just at Michael Franti's, his like Twitter, uh, Instagram name. So you can find him easily on social media. Uh, and then that's his website, michaelfronti.com. <laughs> oh, and maybe you could join us for the next online concert. It's October 30th. We're going to like wear costumes and dance and it's going to be really fun. <laughs> So yeah, oh, really? yeah, and we get to see each other. Like if you sign up, I think it's like the first 500 people that sign up for the concert, we're in a Zoom together. So, and then mm -hmm. he'll talk to you like after he comes to the Zoom after the concert and says hello. It's really, really fun. So fun. And I love his wife. Oh, Sarah's amazing. Really, really good. But I hope you do check That's out his music. Great. It's very uplifting. Uh, I would recommend, well, the new album right now he's, he wrote during during this pandemic's really good and all of them have beautiful life lessons and the album before too is really good but one of my favorites would be oh gosh there's so many favorites but one of my favorite songs that's very beautiful and uplifting like good state of mind is called uh, sound of sunshine so no matter like how your day is going it'll make you in a good mood <laughs> beautiful his music videos like that one are really pretty yeah. yeah i saw i saw it on his bio like she is a musician. He is a musician. Yes. Oh, yes. He can play guitar. Uh, he mostly plays acoustic guitar. He can play drums some too. He mostly sings and plays guitar. He's, gosh, he's been in, he's been in the music business for over 20, maybe at least 30 years now. Yeah, I met him. Um, funny story. Okay. It's kind of an embarrassing confession, but here uh -huh. we go. Okay. So this is how it happened. I love to share my journey. You ready? <laughs> okay. I call it the Michael Fronty journey. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Mr. Fronty's going to appreciate this story. So mm -hmm. one day, my, okay. So my, uh, we're going to go back in time. 2008, my adoptive parents both died six months apart. 2009, uh, long story short, 2009, you know, I'm all sad for a year. 2009, the very next year, early next following year, 2009, I am driving in my car one day, almost home, and the song comes on the radio. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. And it's like, hey, I'll be gone today, but I'll be back around the way. Hey, mama, hey, papa. I called my parents that died, mama and papa. And he says that in the lyrics. He says, hey, mama, hey, papa. And the song is called, uh, oh my gosh, let's say hey say hey i love you is the full name of the song it was his mm -hmm. first hit song on the radio he had been in his band for over 20 years and that was his first song <laughs> and it's the song that i hear that makes me happy again after my parents died i was like whoa i was smiling and dancing I was like oh i'm finally finally feeling better this is great so days go by don't think about it. you're like it was a great song days go by and gosh, that was, I don't know, almost a year later. 
So my husband and I, I'm adopted. So we have this tradition. We watch an adoption show. It's called, uh, there's Wendy's, the burger restaurant. The founder was Dave Thomas. He was adopted and he always did a cause and a show for kids like foster care kids, especially to get adopted. So we're watching the show like we do every holiday season. It's called uh, annual home for the holidays. And there's a musician comes on, you know, they each share their stories. And this musician sitting on stage with a guitar and he starts sharing his story about how he's adopted. And I'm like, wait a minute, this voice sounds really familiar, but I couldn't figure out why. Because <laughs> I never knew the artist's name when I heard that song back, you know, on the radio. I just heard the song. And I like get the name from the show and I Google it. And then I discover that that's the same man that sang that song is adopted like me. I didn't even know this guy was adopted like me when I first heard that song that had my parents, you know, the names I called them in the lyrics, called Mama and Papa. So going forward a little bit more into the journey. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have got to see this guy in concert now. This is too cool. So it turned out he was opening for John Mayer that year later on, a few months later. So we, my husband and I get tickets and we go. And I was so sad. It was a great opening act, but I like walked laps around the Serena American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas. And I lost count how many laps I ran. I walked. I just kept going laps around trying to find Michael Ferranti while John Mayer was performing. And I never could find Michael Ferranti. It turned out he was on the tour bus sick because he was supposed to come back out to perform with John Mayer later in the concert. But that particular concert, he did not, sadly. So we just saw him do opening act. Didn't meet him. All my friends thought I was crazy for doing this, but I don't care because it paid off. And I was like, so sad. I was like, man, I just really, really feel a connection. I've got to meet this man because we're both reunited adoptees. We've both got similar stories and I've got to at least tell him, thank you for the song. So <laughs> he, he alternates like one year, he would be the opening act for another band. The next year he would be his own act. You know, they're, they're the main act. So the next year, He's the main act. He goes on his tour and I look it up and I get every address of every concert <laughs> and I write a letter and I mail it <laughs> to every venue for the whole year, pretty much the whole year. And my husband and my best friend, they're like, oh, you're crazy, Shelly. You're crazy. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, he may or may not get these letters. I'm going to try. I really want to meet him. <laughs> so I sent the letters and he got all of them. And conveniently, they got this fan contest towards the end of that year when they're coming, before they're coming to my town. I don't know. It just kind of worked out. I'm just saying. And the contest was whoever won in the drawing got to meet and introduce the band on stage. Well, guess who won Dallas, Texas concert? Hello. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so September. So you want to be fed of him? <laughs> So September 30, 2010, I got to meet and introduce the band on stage, and Mr. Franti confirmed that he got all my letters <laughs> that I had sent. But oh my the, gosh. the funniest part was I didn't see him when I first met him because I did in this little nice introduction and talked about adoption mm -hmm. being my sound of sunshine tying in the name of the song and all that. So I, I got, I was well received, let's just say nicely. I had a great response from the crowd. It was really sweet. I had a great, great feedback, great response with my little speech. And then, so it all went well. 
and then some guy was supposed to come over with a flashlight to help me walk off stage, but I guess he forgot. <laughs> so it was totally dark, and I was so scared I was going to break an instrument because all their stuff was already set up on the stage. I was just praying, please, Lord, don't let me break an instrument. This is this would not be good. And I'm walking, <laughs> I'm walking, you know, backstage, and all of a sudden I hear this man's voice. And he's hugging me, and I don't know what's going on. I just feel someone hug me, and I hear him say, thank you so much. I love you. And then I realize there's a guitar. I can feel a guitar between us, and, it, and he's very tall. And I realize that, like, my head's, like, at his chest or lower. And I realize this is how I'm meeting Michael Franti for the first time. He's saying I love you, but I can't see him because I'm in the dark. And the guy forgot the flashlight. <laughs> but it, it was wonderful. We get to hang out with the band afterwards. I've been friends with him you know, since 2000. 10, September 30, 2010 was the date I, I got to meet them. I was at House of Blues in Dallas. And uh, yeah, and it's just been wonderful. <laughs> so. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. So it that's was amazing. My story. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a story of like your favorite musician you met? <laughs> or favorite celebrity? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have like any you know, like favorite singer or musicians. Yeah. Yeah. But I do enjoy listening to music. Nice. I love music. I love, all, now, to be honest with you, I love all genre of music. That's the, the number one common ground I find with anyone. Like, tell me your favorite artist or music. Let me see if I can do this with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, me. Or, yes, what's or, your favorite music? Like, name my, your top favorite three artists. <laughs> okay. Um, Car. Currently, um, I like um, music from, wait, I forgot the, 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 you know, like the singer, but um, I do remember the title of the song. It is like Someone You Loved. Someone You Loved? Yeah. Um, I'm Lewis so into Capaldi? that. Is that Lewis yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, that's true. That's one of the best. That song follows me everywhere because that song, every time I get in the car, I go to the store, I don't know what it is. That song is always on. I'm like, that song yeah. follows me. But it's it's not a beautiful song. Mm -hmm. So good. I hope I'm saying his name yeah. correctly. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot his name. I think that's it. But I, think but I really enjoy his, yeah. that, that, that song. Who would you say is like your favorite artist? Of all time, um, well, it's hard to say, but I think, um, I know Kristen Stewart. Say it again. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Kristen, I'm not sure I know who that is. Um, she's not a musician. She's not a musician, but she she's an actress. So he. Oh. Cool. She played for first at like Twilight. Oh, Kristen Stewart. Oh, you like her yeah. music. Oh, interesting. So you like her <laughs> acting, but she also does music. Oh, she's a great actress. Oh yeah, the Twilight movies were a big hit. Oh, I'll have to. I, I don't think I knew she did music. Really? I'm gonna have to no, look no, no. That up. She did. She didn't. She didn't. She didn't. Oh, she didn't. She oh, doesn't. you just love her acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I love his acting. Yeah, I, you know, um, I've seen a couple of movies she's done after Twilight. They're so different, like when she cut her hair short and stuff. But she's she's definitely yeah, diverse actress. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I yes. wonder if you can sing. You know, you know how like some, I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, gosh, there's some movies where the actors are challenged to sing. You know what I mean? Like Tracy Ellis Ross ah, is a great like example. Like Jeff Death yes, yes. Tracy yeah. Ellis Ross, I saw her before the pandemic began. I won tickets to the Oprah tour. I think it was like February. So I took my friend Lisa. I was so excited. And Tracy Ellis Ross was the guest. And it was a really special moment because she shared how she's the daughter of Diana Ross, the amazing legend singer. <laughs> Could you imagine? No pressure. And how she, yeah. she was very shy and scared to sing in public. And then all of a sudden, they show this trailer of a movie she's starring in where she's singing in it, that she conquered her fear and she did it. Sadly, I don't know if the movie actually went to theaters because of the pandemic, but I know it came to our Fandango now because I watched it. and I, It didn't get the best reviews, but I personally loved it and I was really proud of her. But yeah, I love it when they like go outside the box and they challenge themselves to do something yeah. that I like singing. But yeah, she yeah, is that's great. true. Um, the one and only movies, um, theatrical movies that that I watch, that I have ever watched, it's only Pitch Perfect. Have you ever? I love that? Pitch Perfect. Rebel Wilson. Yeah. There we go. Pitch There's Perfect. Yeah. yeah, I think Pitch Perfect three is on my HBO right now. <laughs> <laughs> Pitch Perfect. I love it when they have those scenes in the the empty swimming pool. The acoustic sounds so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so fun. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. It's amazing that you're in Indonesia and I'm in Texas, USA, and we could talk about mm. playing movies or actors. Like that's just so cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> and shall could you uh could you please give me your um Instagram's name? Your IG. I just oh, my name. Yes, of course. My name? Is that what you're asking, right? Make sure I'm hearing you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on IG, IG. On oh, Instagram. Sure. Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Um, so my Instagram name's a little different. It's Coffee Talk WC. So it's like at C-O-F-F-E-T-A-L-K-W-C. It stands for Coffee Talk with Shell. I don't know why I did it that way, but Coffee Talk WC. <laughs> Yeah, so coffee mm, talk like wait, it wait, now. I... No problem. Coffee talks? So, uh, so C-O-F-F-E-E-T-A-L-K-W-C. That's my Twitter and Instagram names, my social media names. Yeah, at Coffee Talk WC. Did you get it? Yeah, I got it. Perfect. Yeah, definitely add me. <laughs> so, can I ask you, like, uh, before we go, like, on a more serious note, how would you say the pandemic's changed your life? Obviously, you've moved back home, but, like, how of has it affected course. you personally, if I may ask? Yeah, actually, it really affects my life because, um, honestly, um, I supposed to go to Australia for my postgraduate degree in June. Mm. However, due to COVID-19, it has to be postponed until next year. Oh, and sorry. Yes, and I, until now, I don't, I still don't know when I can fly to Australia because Australia is still closed for international students. Wow. So it is so bad. Mm. 
Yeah, I know I have one friend, she, I do uh, songwriting classes with her. She's a great teacher, her name's Rachel. She's in Sydney and her sister's in Melbourne. And I asked her, this, I asked her a lot, I think my class is on Wednesday night. So it was Wednesday a week ago was the last time I got an update. And I'll ask her like, how are you doing? How's your sister doing? What's going on? And she did explain that to me that Australia is one of the few that's been closed almost this whole time. She said where she is in Sydney is not as bad, but Melbourne's even stricter. She said they're so strict that even during lockdown, that, that when they leave, they can only leave at certain times, like say two hours a day, like one hour in the morning, one hour at night. I was like, yes. I thought we had it strict during lockdown, but at least we could go to the grocery store at any time. It makes you realize to not take anything for granted, you know? I was like, that is so strict. I could not imagine being in lockdown this entire time. Wow. Yes. My friends also said so. So I think, yeah, I don't know. Still waiting <laughs> for a miracle. <laughs> yeah. I'm praying for a miracle for sure. I really, really hope yeah. I get to go to Australia and go to school there. My goodness me. That's a huge cause mm -hmm. effect. What are you doing to yes. keep yourself busy in the meantime? Yeah, um, I I spend my time with my family, playing with my niece, my nephews. Um, that actually um, rarely happened to me since I work in different places. So with my family. So yeah, I think I do enjoy my uh, quality time with my family. And besides, I also learn, I also join many, you know, online classes mm -hmm. because I do, I do, um, you know, uh, aware that I have to improve my English speaking ability. Oh, you're doing to great. Make my English better. <laughs> yeah, that's why. And, and I found you on even bright. So cool yeah yeah i love eventbrite i joke you know i'm an aspiring comedian i did a com i was part of a comedy show and the first thing i said was i attend university of eventbrite probably recognize me for some of your classes like i've just called university of eventbrite because i do so many online classes like you through yeah <laughs> so i'm telling you eventbrite and zoom have been just such a saving grace for me through this whole pandemic mm. the funniest thing for me was i didn't even know about it so it was a blessing in disguise for me personally i had been waiting you talk about timing is everything i had been waiting to get a background check approved it takes forever through our city i had been wanting to volunteer teach crochet classes at our library i just love our library our community i wanted to give back and that's my skill crochet so i was like let me teach crochet i don't have a teacher you have art teacher we don't have crochet or knit teacher so let me do it mm -hmm. and like yeah sure but you just we just got to get the background check done and it took i think three months like it was crazy like how long it took to get this background check done and so they were so strict and i was like i just want to teach crochet so the most ironic thing happened i finally get the background check you know, it's finally done. Everything's good to go. Like, okay, Shell, we got we got you hooked. You're about to teach your first class this Saturday. Great. My husband and I go the night before to a Dwight Yoakam concert. He's this country singer my husband just loves. And so I wanted to surprise my husband and took him to this concert. And I ended up falling and breaking part of my right hand. And I was like, I'm still teaching that crochet class tomorrow because I've waited months to teach. So I went with my hand wrapped up and I'm right handed. And I had to teach wow. crochet with my messed up hand. And I didn't care because I was going to do it. And I did it. 
that was the only class I got to teach in person. Then the pandemic started. So now I teach every two weeks online for the library. <laughs> well, uh -huh. the first online class, they didn't tell me that it wasn't local, which is fine. You know, I just didn't know. And I was like, oh, oh, you, did you say your name's Chloe and you're from England? <laughs> I'm like, how did, how did this girl get in my class? That's interesting. I was like, it's really cool to meet you. But I don't know how you, how in the world did this girl learn about this class? <laughs> And she's like, oh, they put, they put your stuff on, uh, your class information on Eventbrite. And I was like, what's that? I didn't even know what Eventbrite was. And she's like, you've got to check it out, girl. She's like, they got all these free classes, art, comedy, everything. And so I signed, I went to Eventbrite.com and I started signing up for art classes. And that's when I decided to try art again. Do you still run your class, your art class, online art class? My art class, my favorite art class is today in two hours and 15 minutes. If you want to look it up, it, look up China Jordan on Eventbrite. I would love mm -hmm. for you to join our class. She's in London. I one of the, I think I'm the only American. I used to have my old college friend Lynn join me, but lately she hadn't, she's been working, so she's not there. They're mostly people in London and the UK area, but anyone's welcome. They would love to have you. They mm -hmm. are nice to me. <laughs> They're very nice. Awesome. <laughs> I'm always, as you can tell, the joker. I always make them laugh. But um, yeah, no, she's seriously, she's a great teacher. She actually will give you real art lessons like it's not like here's a picture just draw i think only twice she did kind of free form style every week pretty much you get an actual art lesson she loves to talk about i always tease her because i'm like china you love to talk about the negative space art lesson a lot <laughs> it's pretty much like when you look at the picture what's blank and what's filled but uh that's probably one of her favorite you'll hear her talk a lot about a lot about but yeah it's every i'm trying to think what time is it where you are right now? Um, it is um, 12.15 a.m. Wow. So do you want to stay up until 2.30 a.m. and take classes? Let's <laughs> just go, go to the and sign up. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. If you can't sleep, then take her class. There's, yeah, it's crazy how our time difference are. It's funny, isn't it? You know, for me, the most mm -hmm. challenging, it used to be if I would go to Las Vegas, I wouldn't sleep. Like if I went on vacation in Las Vegas, I would just stay awake for three days, three nights, then come home and crash. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, everybody's awake, all the bright lights, I can't sleep. Like, I feel like now is more difficult for me to sleep because there's always someone I know somewhere in the world that's awake, like you, where I'm like, I yeah. don't sleep. I feel like I'm missing out on something. <laughs> I know it sounds strange, but it's the truth. It's so funny, though. I'm like, I don't want to sleep. I'm always missing out when I sleep. <laughs> but yeah, there's another art class I take. He's also in London, though, so it'd be the same time difference. But he's on, he's on Friday mornings at 11 a.m., so pretty much around this time. Like, his class would have started 15 minutes ago if it were Friday. But there's other, I mean, there's lots of art classes, though, if those times don't work out you know, that you can find on Eventbrite. But if you can't sleep and you're awake at 2 in the morning for 2.30, wow. of China Jordan or Dan Whiteson, both in yeah. life. They're great art teachers. Really but I'm not sure. It is too late for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think the latest class I've done is at 11 p.m. And it was an art class. That was an art class, but it was more art therapy. You know, there's a difference I've learned between art yeah. therapy and art class. I love art therapy, by the way. They're both great, but art therapy is interesting how you kind of take kind of like psychology and art together. <laughs> and um, yeah, sadly their class ended and it was on Thursday nights at 11 p.m. A lot of classes I've noticed what's happening is like this one um, that I finished with, with Australia. They were wonderful, but I think they only have so much budget at a time through the city, and then they mm -hmm. have to wait to get renewed. Because I got really into a spoken word poetry class for a while that was in Harlem, and then and like I did that one for probably six weeks and loved it at the beginning of the pandemic, and then it abruptly stopped because their budget stopped, and they yeah. just started up again just recently. I was like, man, it's been like forever at least two months since you know i'd seen them <laughs> so that's the only downfall is when it just stops but they usually come back if you you know keep checking in with them <laughs> yeah I see. is it a free class or we have to pay no free most of the classes i noticed are free a lot of them what they do some some are paid but almost everything i i find is free because you can just click free on it right you know and find those classes <laughs> but like mm -hmm. i noticed a lot of what they do is they're either free or donation based like i really i think there's only one class i've really seen that that was an art class that was just a flat fee like five and it wasn't even much it was like five dollars or whatever so but yeah like my art teacher on fridays you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, he's so kind to do this free class on Fridays. And I didn't even know. And, you know, he, I've done his class. I've taken his class for a few months now. And I didn't even know until just a week ago that he had a whole option on his website of online classes, like videos he's already recorded. You know, people can pay and take these different type classes and like live models and, and different things. And I thought he should at least mention that, you know, <laughs> he's so nice to give us these free classes that yeah. I felt bad. Like, you know, if people might want to support him, he should mention, and he just had a baby and he's got a toddler. He's got two little kids. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to probably say something because he's so humbled that I think on this Friday, I think I'm going to make a point to say something just to promote his, <laughs> his, you know, other classes <laughs> in case anyone's interested to support him because He's just so nice, and, and he is a really good teacher. It's funny how each teacher in art has a different style. Like, China is very structured and very, you know, yeah. to the point with her art lessons. But he is more, and she's great. Don't get me wrong. I love her. I adore her. I told her she'll always be my first art teacher, like, you know, through all this. I've stuck with her every week. But Dan, he is more... He's more free form, I would say. He does give you a lesson. I think the main difference between the two is she'll give you the art lesson, but he goes and gives you uh, a different artist every week, and he gives you the background on the actual artist. And I love biographies. That's like one of my favorite things. As you can tell, I love people, and I love mm -hmm. to learn about people. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love to hear the stories about these artists, their backgrounds, you know, and it, it, he pretty much starts with the artist's name and their background, and then it goes into explaining their story and, and how it's cause effect their art. Like, say, one guy grew up during depression. That's why his art looks so depressing, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. It's really interesting. But he talks a lot about um, Van Gogh, which is really, really neat. See, it's weird that I'm actually saying an artist's name. Like, I never thought that'd be me. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. 
<laughs> that's the coolest thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I hate that we're in a pandemic, but I'm always like one of those people that tries to see the glass half full, always find something yeah. positive during the worst time of my life. I can still say something <laughs> positive like anyone else. I think if you challenge yourself to do so. So, yeah. I, yeah, I also think so. I think um, I, I, I enjoy my life now, although, you know, like we have this um, outbreak, COVID-19 outbreak that couldn't allow us to work for some people. Yeah, but, but I think um, we have to look on the bright side. Mm -hmm. um, if, it, if it is not um, COVID-19, probably I wouldn't meet you or I wouldn't um, improve my, uh, you know, my English as well as um, I couldn't learn new languages. So, yeah, yeah as you said, it's such a blessing in disguise. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's weird times, but yeah, like, you know, I think of it this way. I always wanted to travel the world and I haven't done it yet. And I still hope to one day, but at least I'm, I feel like I'm traveling the world virtually and meeting like you and others around the world and learning so much. It's just really cool. And I'm really glad I got to meet you too. This is really fun. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> we got about eight minutes. Go ahead before our next session. See if anyone joins us in the next hour. <laughs> I have no idea. People sign up, but they don't always show up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, do you run this class every week, like every Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, do I host this every week? I hope mm -hmm. to. I will. Let me think a minute. I have to go. Okay. I have a doctor appointment next week at 10 a.m. So I probably won't start it until then. Like, like it's almost 1130. So I'll probably start oh. it then next week only because I started doing it every week and then I had surgery. I found out I had cancer and I had to have breast tumor removed on August 31st and then I had complications. So if you forgive me if you kept seeing a reschedule, reschedule, that's why. <laughs> so now I'm finally back and then you ask that and then I just realized that the surgeon assistant, she always emails me and I've been waiting for the follow-up next follow-up appointment because I had to follow mm -hmm. protocol and get another COVID test. I've, I've lost mm -hmm. count how many COVID tests I've had done. It's crazy. And I have had COVID, yeah. by the way. So thankfully, uh, I had COVID-19 long haulers. So I had it for almost three months. And then I had to have a breast tumor surgery. So this break has not been fun for me, but it's getting better now. <laughs> so anyway... Oh, yeah, so the, you know, the COVID-19 test this time around is negative, everything's fine, it's just protocol, you know, before I go to each appointment, I have to do it, which I understand, hospitals and surgeons have to be safe, but man, I'm so tired of doing that test, <laughs> I'm so tired of it, it's so uncomfortable, some people say it doesn't bother them, for me, I don't know why, like, you know, I always have the swab up the nose one test. Yeah. I have a really bad sinus headache for two days every time afterwards. It's just a terrible feeling. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't imagine having that test again and again. <laughs> yeah. You know, the funniest thing, well, it's not really funny, but ironically, I thought I was actually in the clear. I knew I'd been sick for a few months, but my COVID test kept coming back negative. 
So I go in for surgery and, you know, before the surgery, I had a lot of uh, protocols I had to follow. And one of them included a chest x-ray because they're like, you've been sick a while. I know you got negative tests, but my family doctor, thank God for my family doctor, Dr. Mark Hammonds, I love you. He was like, I know you have COVID. And I was like, no, I don't. The tests show negative. He goes, no, these tests are not very accurate. He said, you have all the symptoms. You've been sick too long. I was on the prednisone pack every other week. Like literally I would take it for a week. Then I'd feel a little better a few days. And by a week later, I'd be sick again. So literally for three months, every other week I was on a prednisone back, you know, the steroid pills. Oh my gosh, terrible. It was the only way I couldn't, I could keep going without coughing was prednisone steroids. So finally, I don't know, I don't know if just after so much time it calmed down. Well, the way they confirmed I had COVID ironically was because when I went in for um, the pre-op, you know, before surgery, the chest x-rays, all that. It turns out that the chest x-ray revealed I have both lungs partially collapsed. And then they were like, yep, you had COVID-19 for sure. Now we know for sure. So I was like, well, at least I have an answer. Because when you're not when you're not sure, when you don't know, and you're like, you think you have it, your doctor thinks yeah. you have it, but the tests say negative. It was good to finally get some kind of confirmation. Yeah. But it was a bummer to, you know, so I was like, oh. So here I'm going in for breast tumor surgery, and now you're telling me that my chest x-ray showed both my lungs are partially collapsed. Great. <laughs> so it was just one thing after another. So many roadblocks I had to overcome. But and even now they're still that way. But I'm hoping that over time they'll heal on their own. Because if not, you know, if you like probably three months, I'll need treatment for that. But I'm hoping I don't. I'm hoping I'm done yeah. with all this. <laughs> yeah. But the fatigue, a lot of people talk about the fatigue, and I think it for me is because I had COVID-19 and because of the surgery, and then my surgery had a complication. So my surgeon, not surgeon, sorry, the radiologist right before the surgery, a few days before, put in a tumor marker in my breast, like they go in with the needle, scalpel, all that stuff. She hit my blood vessel by mistake and caused, so my breast had bleeding accumulating from that Thursday, the 27th of August to the 31st of August, my surgery day. So for four days, my the blood just got really bad, really bad. I didn't know. I just thought it was a bad bruise. And then they did the test to compare and they realized what was happening. So I think that's part of it too. I lost a lot of blood. So I just yeah. so tired all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's my number one complaint. I want my energy back. You, you wouldn't know it, but I'm sitting here like today, I'll probably take a three hour nap later, honestly. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I pray for your help. <laughs> oh, thank you. I can use all the prayers I can get. I won't refuse those. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I know, yeah, I mean, I know people are praying because I had so many roadblocks, like I said, like uh, another one I had up until the very day of the surgery, I didn't know if I was going to have surgery because so many things kept happening. You know, I was like, oh, here's another issue. So they made me get a flu shot. That was part of the protocol. I don't normally get a flu shot because I have a bad reaction. I got the flu shot on a Monday. I ran 102 fever from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Then it went away. Then I had the pre-op procedure where they, you know, hit the blood vessel Thursday. Then that following Monday was my surgery. So it was just one thing after another. <laughs> I feel oh like gosh. I'm jinxed. <laughs> you, you're so strong. Oh, no. Thank you, but no. <laughs> I don't think I'm strong. I think I'm very weak and tired. <laughs> but thank yeah, you. I try to be positive, but it gets to everybody eventually. You know, I think, I think for me, 
it took that. It took after the surgery. That's when I found myself crying a little bit at nighttime. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, it finally hit me. We're in a pandemic. I've had surgery. I had COVID-19. Like, it was just too much. But I kept going and going and going. And then as soon as all that, I, that's when I crashed. And I finally, I finally cried. <laughs> and that's yeah. okay. I'm human. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's finally true. Cried. Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. It's healthy to cry, right? <laughs> yep, that's Let true. It out. Mm -hmm. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but I'm smiling again now. So, yeah, now yeah. I'm, I'm getting better and stronger. Uh, I feel better overall. I'm just, I don't know. I just can't get past the fatigue. Like, that's the hard part. You know, I haven't been able to get a good night's sleep yet. I'm awake most nights because I can't get comfortable. And so then I end up, you know, sleeping a lot during the day. So I would do anything to get a good night's sleep and get back on schedule. I return to work in November. So I really hope and pray my body is strong enough by then. Because yeah, hopefully. I yeah, I can't stay awake for more than a few hours at a time. It's like be awake three hours and sleep three hours. And you know what I mean? Like alternate pretty much every few hours. <laughs> So it's like eat, sleep. I felt like a baby at first. Like all I do is eat and sleep. I just want to stay awake. <laughs> so yeah. getting better slowly. Yeah. <laughs> I exercised for like 30 minutes this morning. I was really nervous because that was my first time like really mostly since surgery. I did a couple times, three weeks. Well, I got in trouble. I tried to play tennis three weeks after surgery because I thought I was feeling better and then it turned out I overdid it. So I got in trouble with the surgeon. I got, yeah, she wasn't too happy with me, let's just say. <laughs> so then she was yeah. like, don't exercise till I say it's okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll wait, I'll wait. Cause I was exercising, I was doing really good. I started losing weight before all this happened. So I was really getting depressed that I couldn't work out because I'm really hard on myself. You know, I was like, oh no, I'm gonna start gaining weight. I'm gonna get behind. I gotta get back to routine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I learned the hard way. That was don't exercise, don't play tennis three weeks after breast tumor surgery. It's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot from you, actually. Yeah, so nice. like, it is nice. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, so you are so passionate and you're so strong. It oh, seems to me you. like that. I appreciate mm -hmm. that, but I am human and I do cry <laughs> and we can yeah. move too. That's okay. <laughs> thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad I got well, to meet you. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you too. Thank you. Well, follow thank me you. on Instagram and Twitter and yes. don't and check out Michael Franti's music for me. Yes, I I have followed you. <laughs> Very cool. Did you want to stick around and see if anyone joins us in okay. the next few minutes or do you need to go? <laughs> mm, I think I have to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's right. It's like Yeah, you should get some sleep. Sleep for me. I would do anything to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> but I'm so happy to get up late to join me. Thank you so much. That means a whole lot to me. Keep in touch, seriously. Well, if I become your friend, any of my friends will tell you I'm your friend for life. So stay in touch, okay? Yeah, if you do. I, I hope I, I can meet you again. Like Definitely. Once you, 
run again this program. We host again. Yeah, I'll try to definitely do it next week, probably same day. It just might be a later time. Maybe, maybe it'll work out with your your schedule better next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good night's sleep. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Shell. Bye. Bye. Blessings. So sweet. So again, that was Shante, all the way in Indonesia, y'all. That is so cool. What are the odds that she has moved back home but she normally lives in Bali where Michael Franti lives? That is too cool. I could talk about Indonesia all day long. And I'm so, so excited to make a new friend. That's why I love hosting these coffee and conversation Zoom sessions. So fun. Um, I'll post them on Eventbrite. Keep having them. Uh, if you're listening to my podcast, again, you can always follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Coffee Talk WC. Uh, send me your topic suggestions, guest interview requests, all that more. Just say hello. I love to get to know y'all. I feel like I shared more about myself. She was such a good listener. Normally, it's my guest speaking more, so I feel a little bad about that, but she was just so kind and patient. Yeah, and I appreciate her listening to all my crazy stories. <laughs> but I'm very excited to make a new friend today. I'll be in Indonesia. Thank you, Shante. You rock. And I hope she's sleeping well now. Um, do you see my dog? It's weird because you see my dog in the background here on the video, but you can't see his head. I should show us. There's my doggie. We were on the Drew Barrymore talk show today in her virtual audience and it's pet adoption week on our show so my dog got to be a part of the show so i'm really excited about that i think it's airing later today they said they filmed it live i guess they show it on the east coast early morning <laughs> i don't know because we've did taping for one hour from well technically i logged in at 7 30 a.m central time but the show itself started and, and recorded for one hour at 8 a.m central time so it's been 9 a.m. Eastern time, so I guess they're on TV live, I don't know, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on the East Coast, that's what they were saying, something about the film, the show airing live, I was like, live, what, and they already posted some of the clips uh, from today's show on YouTube, I was like, wow, that was fast, but where I live here, her show isn't until, I'm not sure what time, I think this afternoon, Gloria Estefan was the special guest, that was pretty cool. Her niece and daughter were on there with her. It was, it was via video. That was pretty cool. Um, it's funny because sometimes, you know, they do the green screen where it looks like the guests in the other chair and person in the studio, whether they're not. <laughs> but this time it was just like this, like kind of like Zoom video style with her guests with uh, Gloria Estefan and Gloria Estefan's niece and daughter. It was really, really fun really fun. I love Drew Barrymore. It was funny because at first I didn't see myself in the virtual audience. Like you can see the wall of the people. So I don't know exactly when, if, when they'll show me, but I think it was like midway through the show. I was like, Oh, I see myself. And then later I see me and my dog on the walls. Aw. And then at one point she said something about, um, she says, hello, you know, I was waving to the virtual audience, like after a commercial break. And she said something about how she really liked She's like, oh, I love your hair flower combo. And then I realized she's talking to me because I've been wearing this. And then I also wore, oh, I don't know where it's not this one, a crochet one, but it was kind of like, looked like this, but it was my crochet, a bigger, uh, where did I put it? I'll put it over there in the drawer. Anyway, so I was wearing like, kind of like a big sunflower crochet pin I made here. And then I've been wearing this one. I wear my hair all the time. It's part of a flower bouquet, actually. My friend Ginny in Canada made me. I love her. 
And um, it's funny because <laughs> she made a bouquet and then ended up taking these different flowers from the bouquet and like I made two different flower arrangements and then I wear this one as a, a hairpin a lot, especially when I'm, because I'm, I've been in, I lost count. I've been on a few talk shows as a virtual audience member. I, well, America's Got Talent was my first one. And then The Voice, also did The Voice, Kelly Clarkson show, Steve Harvey show, Steve on Watch on Facebook, and the rest of them been on TV, and Drew Barrymore. Yeah, so five. I haven't done Ellen's show, ironically. I know my friends probably tease me about that because I always wanted to meet Ellen, but no, nope, I haven't been able to get Ellen's show tickets. <laughs> You'd think, virtual audience, I'd have more luck. Nope, <laughs> that's okay. I'll keep trying. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's really weird. I know I'm just talking alone, but I know y'all can still hear me whether you're watching my video or my podcast, but I'll leave you with this in case, uh, just kind of holding over on time in case anyone else joins because I had two sessions set up. That was really fun. I'm glad, I'm really glad Shante joined me earlier. This is kind of sound weird, but this, this was a thought I had earlier. A couple of times I was really down one time, including recently after my surgery and all, and you know, I believe in being proactive and finding your joy. I'm all about finding your joy, even if it's the simplest thing. And for me, just being a part of a virtual audience for a talk show cheers me up. Like, I normally have trouble waking up early. I was able to wake up early for Drew Barrymore show. It's like, that was a great motivation. I got dressed, felt cute, enjoyed some early sunshine, sunset, or sunrise, I mean. <laughs> it was just beautiful. And that sounds so weird, but the last time I was really down like that, going through some big issues, just out of the blue, I got a message from TMZ Live asking me to be on their show. And then I ended up getting asked back several times. Sometimes I did audio call in by phone. Sometimes I did video on TV. And looking back, I'm really, really happy to say that I was all about celebrity positivity and I cannot thank Ross Matthews enough ever for this. He taught me a long time ago to always be positive. Even when you're sharing your thoughts or speaking about celebrities or whatever's going on. And yeah, so I'm really happy I can look back on those TMC live appearances and, and see that I spoke very nicely and always said something positive, you know, in my comments about each celebrity I spoke about. Very proud of that. But it's so funny that, you know, who would have thought these things with TV would be my finding your joy. And I don't know if that's because I'm a creator myself. I love creativity. You know, I've been hosting this podcast for many years. I, you know, I always say my highlight of my podcast was interviewing many celebrities, especially Super Bowl weekend when they came to Dallas. I think it was like 2012, sometime in there. But just in general, I love meeting people, I love interviewing people, whether you're a celebrity or not. I love getting to know everybody. I think everyone has a story. It's just up to each of us whether or not we share it. And I hope you do choose to share it because you never know who you could be inspiring. I think by sharing our stories, we inspire others. We reach out to those who may be going through challenging times. For example, I must admit, I was very hesitant to share about my breast tumor surgery initially. And a big reason why is because I had been very open about my illness as I was going through what I wasn't sure at the time was COVID or not, and I found out it was. And it just, sadly, you know, it's such a stigma. I got so many judgment comments and judgmental things said, and it was very upsetting. 
And I know people mean well, and know they do. We don't know enough about a lot of things these days during a pandemic. We're learning every day new things. But it was very hurtful. And I was just really scared. I was like, I can't handle going through that again after all I've been through. And one day, what really prompted me to finally do it, motivate myself, was there was a girl named Holly, one of my Facebook friends. And not my old high school friend, but another one, in case those who know me are wondering, it's a different Holly. And she did this whole long Facebook post, being very vulnerable and open about some challenging times she'd been through that she finally decided to share. And I really, really was adamant about, I'm not going to share anyone about my breast tumor surgery. I'm going to just know their business. They, you know, they made these awful judgmental comments. Some people were supportive, but not everybody. A lot of people were not. Or maybe they meant well, but it didn't come across nicely. You know what I'm saying? And um, COVID-19 stigma, sadly. So I was like, oh, I'm just not going to share. I'm just, I just, I don't want to be hurt anymore. I can't deal with these comments. But when I saw her post, it gave me that courage I needed. And I'm so glad I did because once I did, I had no idea how much love, prayer, support I was going to need to get through that journey. And I did, and it helped so much. And I'm still, still as I speak, I'm going through recovery. Just closer to the other side now, thankfully. But what's so crazy is that I've had so many women reach out, not only that had gone through cancer or breast cancer or different type cancer men and women actually you know sharing their different health journeys with me their different life challenges and after all that the woman this woman one of my friends who sent me one of the most beautiful cards ironically I did not get until like a month after my surgery because I, I couldn't even drive myself to the local post office where my PO box is you know the address I'd given out publicly so I finally like go get the card and it's so sweet. And then she sends me a message about, I think about two weeks ago now, she sends me the message saying that she had her annual mammogram and she has a tumor and she needs surgery. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if I had not shared my journey? What if I had chosen to keep this to myself? How many of these people would not have shared or reached out like she did? So that's why I do it, why I'm an open book like that. All right. Well, about 15 minutes into the second session, I don't see anyone joining us. So I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'll be posting this on my podcast later in case anyone's somehow watching this live. I don't know how you can watch live if you're not <laughs> in the Zoom room with me, but just in case. Or maybe I'll post it on um, Facebook or social media too later. Probably put it on YouTube. I usually put the, the, video version on my YouTube channel and then the audio version of course on my podcast Coffee Talk with Shell. So again I normally I normally have my podcast live on Sunday nights 8 p.m. Central Time. I've been on hiatus as you can imagine through all of this uh, all these things I've been going through lately but I'm really excited I do have a couple interviews lined up soon. I hope to get back to them. Um, soon I've had to postpone reschedule already a couple times because I'm just so tired like I really would like to do the research read the books come up with good interview questions and be really prepared before I do an interview and I haven't felt ready yet 
So like this is spontaneous, this is good, but I just, I put a lot of research and work into, you know, before I even host an interview. So uh, to make it good, you know, I think I should do that. So yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure if I'm gonna host live yet Sunday night or not, depending on all that, if I can finish in time. I feel like I need at least one more week, but this is a very special interview. This gentleman I went to high school with, uh, he, he's like a brother to me now. I'm like a sister to him. My father was his high school English teacher. He visited my parents' gravesite, took flowers there a while back, meant the world to me. He wrote a book and he dedicated the book to my father, memory of my father. Oh man, talk about being touched and emotional <laughs> like that touched my heart so deep y'all i can't even tell you and uh yeah so i really want to be prepared for this interview i think that's why i keep postponing because it's a really special and i'm really excited about it but i'm also nervous because i want it to go so well but i know i gotta get to the point where i just do it so i think i'm gonna ask him for at least one more week just to give me that extra week of confidence to build up there <laughs> and get the research finished um okay i could talk all day as you can tell so i'm gonna go i'm actually gonna go take a nap now <laughs> and uh yeah so um check out eventbrite.com look for coffee talk with shell i'm pretty sure i'll host the next one i think I don't know yet. I don't know what time. I think I'm thinking it'll probably be 3:30 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday, which is October 20th. But yeah, I'm gonna make sure I keep this on Tuesday since we're kind of used to this day. But the time is different. I can't believe I cannot believe that sweet girl all the way in Indonesia stayed up so late. That was so so nice of her. Wow. 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 All right. I hope she's getting a good night's sleep while I hopefully get a good nap in. And then I have art class after that, after my nap. So I got about an hour and a half, a little over an hour and a half till, till art class. So good nap time. I usually say good night prayers, but I'll say good nap. Actually, I'll just say this is Shell signing off for now. 11 BC. See my sign? A little heart and smiley face and stuff. And my little fall flowers. All right, as you can see, shells spelled C-H-E-L-E, but said like shell. And yes, I do love seashells and I love coffee. All right, uh, don't forget to keep in touch. Reach out anytime to send me your topic suggestions, guest interview requests, or just say hello at Coffee Talk WC on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again. Love and peace. This is Shell really signing off now and taking a nap. Bye. <laughs>